This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. deep into the theme I didn't, uh, I didn't realize it was such a dramatic ending there. That's yeah, nice. That's nice. got some power to it. Uh, hi, it's Pat and Stu. We welcome to the show. And uh, I give Jeff. you the blob. Or the thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Trump uh, had the... It's essentially... I mean, nobody's calling it... Ever, well, actually, everyone's calling it the State of the Union because that's what it was. It's just a State of the Union that happened later than normal because he just became president. So Yeah, it's pretty dumb that we don't just call it the State yeah, of the Union. Yeah, just call it just the State call of the, the Union. State. Stop being, oh, it's a uh, this joint <laughs> session of Congress speech. It's a speech by the president to the joint s- session of Congress. Yeah, that's called the State of the Union address. Um, so he declared the U.S. ready to lead, uh, but he, he warned about engagement costs last night. Here's a look. We expect our partners, whether in NATO, the Middle East, or in the Pacific, to take a direct and meaningful role Mm -hmm. in both strategic and military operations and pay their fair share of the cost. Have to do that. Have to do that. We will respect historic institutions, but we will respect 
the they, foreign rights of all nations, and they have to respect our rights as a nation also. I like that. Free nations are the best vehicle for expressing the will of the people, and America respects the right of all nations <laughs> to chart their own path. My job is not to represent the world. My job is to represent the United States of America. Yes! Yes! I, I, I'm sick and tired of having a president who represents the world, who is a citizen of the world, who, who believes that his job is to go to the rest of the world and apologize for all the wrongs we've committed. I, I don't want that. I, I want what we just heard there. That's, that was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, that part of the speech was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think he hit, you know, again, on a, on a Trump scale. I mean, Trump is never going to be Ronald Reagan as far as no, the, the no. ability to make a speech. To communicate. Um, you know, and look, that's, that's not a knock on him. George Bush was terrible, uh, and, yep. and he did a lot of things that I liked as president. And we were just reminded um, of that this week, so... Yeah, so I, I, it's not, that's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, some people have that innate ability. Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan did it better than probably any president. Uh, I mean, you know, Bill Clinton had some of that as well at times um, where he was able to communicate He was better than way. anybody since Millard Fillmore, probably. I mean, Fillmore was pretty amazing. Fillmore I was, know. I, I mean, don't know why you put seriously. anybody in that category. Right. <laughs> uh, that just seems like you derailed the conversation to something ridiculous when you start comparing people with Miller. Yeah, that Fillmore. was unfair. I, I okay. apologize for the Fillmore reference. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, look, I don't think it's ever going to be Trump's strong suit. So, but if you take out policy, suck all of the policy out, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. his, every president has, in, in their speeches, has a, uh, an element of, you know, I don't know, feel-good sort of inspirational, hey, guys, we're going to get them uh, stuff in there. And he, Trump, mm-hmm. on that, nailed it. I mean, he, he was great. Yeah, he did. He's not usually good at that. Um, he was very good at it last night. Um, his delivery was good. He, he had the presence there. He, he sort of owned the room, I think, in, in, a, in an appropriate way. The issue uh, for me only would be policy-wise out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's much better than he's, he seemed like the president last night. Well, you know, this whole infrastructure thing and, and the money we're going to spend on it is agonizing. Because, uh, and how are Republicans applauding all that? They hated the stimulus plan. They fought the stimulus plan. And yet, we've got a, a stimulus plan much bigger than what, what they did with Obama. And now it's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a standing ovation thing. I, I don't understand that. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I, I don't like the... First of all, I don't buy into the crumbling infrastructure. Are, are, do we need to fix certain things? Well, of course, every nation does. Every nation does. Yeah. But our infrastructure is not crumbling. I've seen it. I have looked at it. At it. I've used it. I've driven over it. It's not crumbling. And, and there are exceptions to that rule. Of course. So there will be certain roads that are not in good shape. There's going to be some bridges that aren't in good shape. But the vast majority of them are, f- are fine. They're fine. Our, our airports are fine. They're fine. They're not Taj Mahals. They don't need to be. Actually, some of them are because almost every single airport is under construction right now. Everything is being remodeled right now. From DFW, Salt Lake International, everywhere I go, they're redoing their airport. And it's, it's, uh, it's or mind-boggling. Or they've recently done it. Or they've recently done it. Yeah. I mean, look, there are airports that suck. I mean, you, you know, people like to talk about LaGuardia being terrible. Joe Biden talked about it, I think, fairly recently, how bad it was in compared it was. to China. It is. But, but first of all, it's, but it's not that. But, first but of all, that's not the one to point to anyway. Yeah, it's not a great airport, obviously. Uh, number one, 
the point of an airport is to get you on and off the ground. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so that's what it does. It, it's, it's a functional building. It's not supposed to be an architectural dream. It's never caved in um, on anybody, so right. it's fine. I don't care. Yeah, and like they've been redoing some of some of the terminals have been redone, and they're very nice. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty bad as far as no, normal airports go. I mean, and we fly a lot. We do a lot of traveling um, for this job and, for, and, and personally. And, you know, you go to most airports, they're pretty, they're fine. They're pretty good. They are. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They, you know what? You know, China builds giant airports to tell the world that communism is neat. Um, and so when you fly into certain airports in China, they are Taj Mahals. And because they can, I mean, they can spend $14 billion on the Beijing airport because what are they going to say about it? Hey, you're spending too much money. Yeah, you're dead. We're going to kill you. Yeah, you're, you're now dead. Okay. You now so don't have life to go to the airport. Don't, don't um, criticize the government. We'll spend whatever we want. Yep. It, it, that can't happen here. So. And the same thing with, like, you go look at the zombie or ghost cities, as they call them, or giant yeah. entire cities that were right. supposed to turn into cities are just giant buildings. Li- hey, there with why are you building these cities? Shut up. And you're dead. You're not dead. Your head, so. so that's what happens. We don't have that policy here, mm-hmm. at least not at the moment. Um, you know, a stimulus plan of him uh, last night, Trump talked about this and we, you know, I don't, we focused a lot on the positives of the speech for the last few hours on radio. Um, And so, I mean, the policy stuff is important um, and we want to make sure that we cover that. There were a lot of policies in there, none of which I, I noticed that were particularly new outside of comprehensive immigration reform. However, that broke before the speech that he was going to do that. Um, Amazing though. I mean, this is what this guy ran on the exact opposite platform. So that's a big one. Um, and we did talk about that. Uh, but you talk about the cost of the stimulus plan, $1 trillion. You talk about the cost of the uh, child care, um, maternity care plan, $680 billion. You talk about God only knows the in, impossibly high to, uh, est- impossibly hard to estimate how high it would be cost of, of what he called, what he called the protection. He didn't say protectionist. He said, do you remember the word, Pat, uh, by any chance? I don't. It was very oh, close. Uh, it was protect or CT to uh, uh, a protective policy, not protectionist, protective. It's the same thing. Mm. Um, He decided to quote Abraham Lincoln. Um, (laughs) That one's a story in and of itself. He uses a quote from Abraham Lincoln in the speech saying, oh, Abraham Lincoln liked tariffs. Why don't you guys like it? Abraham Lincoln's awesome. Abraham Lincoln was awesome. He was not awesome because he liked tariffs, however. Uh, he, and this is a quote from before he was even president, um, where he was talking about uh, whether tariffs are good for the country. Um, the big argument he made is t- trade can't work, free trade between nations, because there's no way to get uh, all the stuff over to the other nations before it rots. Well, he didn't have planes, uh, so, you know, maybe the, the, the arguments changed a little bit. Um, you know, you're right. Mm. The fruit and vegetables, because it was almost solely talking about agriculture. Uh, there was He had talked about steel a little bit, too, but agriculture largely. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it was a different world back then as far as that goes. To also, in addition to that, when you're looking to fund the country, there was no income tax. There was, a, there was no 16th Amendment that. Yes. Uh, that existed at this time. So there was a different thought process. However, economists have gone back and looked at this and seen it as a gigantic failure. The tariffs were overwhelmingly disastrous for the economy. They did not help the economy. They held us back throughout even that period when we couldn't get our fruits and vegetables over to Europe before they rotted. 
So I mean, I am an ain't argument. You bring up Lincoln, you know, like it's like it's like someone saying, you know what, Ronald Reagan was a great president, and he gave amnesty to millions of illegal immigrants. Well, yeah, that was the crappy part of his presidency. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln was great on a lot of things. He was not great on trade. It's like saying, you know, I, I don't need to use a car now because George Washington didn't use cars. Yeah, it, they didn't have them. Then. They didn't have. That's, them. that's why yeah. we use them now. It's a little bit different now. Like the income tax, which brings in. Um, you know, uh, dozens of trillions of dollars. <laughs> and uh, we, that's why one of the reasons we don't need tariffs anymore. Even if we wanted to have tariffs, we really we don't need them for the income. We, and, don't, we don't need it. No, we don't. Uh, so, and I, he's not making a we need to fund the government argument necessarily on that. No, he's making he's more of a trade argument. But, I mean, the trade argument we've covered many times falls apart as well. I mean, this is, a, this is, an obvi- this is again, settled science, certainly among Republicans, but really among everybody, uh, as of a few years ago. And now everyone's on the opposite side of it because no one so thought weird. about it at the time. So it's weird. weird to see that. that was, you know, so you talk about that, just those three together. Plus the military spending, which we wouldn't necessarily oh, yeah. quibble with. You're well over $2 trillion in new spending. Easy. Um, now that, I would say, I could be wrong on this, and correct me if I am, but go back and find a Barack Obama speech in which he pledged $2 trillion of new spending. I mean, you can find the first one with stimulus and Obamacare, which he would discuss. However, those uh, at the time were proposed to be both under $1 trillion. And show me um, a $2 trillion proposal. I'll show you Republicans who are opposed to it mm-hmm. until now. Until now. Until now. So, I mean, that they, is... They look, don't care now. Uh, you know, if you're a big Trump guy <laughs> and you liked the speech last night, I think there was a lot to like. Uh, yeah, there As was. The clip we played was a really good clip. There was yeah. a lot to like in the speech. But we, if we don't hold his feet to the fire on the spending stuff, right. it's going to get out of control. He's propo- you, know, you have Paul freaking Ryan standing behind him, applauding a trillion-dollar stimulus program. And, and freaking, I believe, is Paul's middle name. It is. Yeah, I believe it Paul is. Fre- and that's an amazing moment. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, and, but go, go back to Paul Ryan's VP speeches uh, running against Barack Obama. You I think know. he didn't? You think he liked the stimulus then? No. No, no he did not. They're just all on the opposite side of this now because it's their guy. It's incredible. And it's interesting because most people just love the speech. Most, and, and, and it was I, good. I, I liked it, it too. Yeah, I do too. But it created a lot of optimism in 70 percent of us. Seven in ten people said, yeah, I'm more optimistic now after seeing that speech. It was really good. And I like it. And I think he did capture those themes well. He did. We go back to Reagan for a second as a comparison. And again, it's I think his numbers are going to go way up after this. I think think he'll have a good boost in the polls. The question is, will he then start tweeting about Rosie O'Donnell next week? And the answer to that is probably yes. He hasn't stopped doing it the whole time. And the answer to that should be no. Should be no. It Uh, it should be the time when now he realizes, okay, I, I get it. Let's let's go down this road now. Yeah. Let's go down I, the presidential road. I think it lasts a week or two tops. Yeah, at the, at uh, because that's just not it's not him. You know, he was able. I, I think there is a time and place for everything, um, and uh, when it comes to this stuff, an, appro- an approach. Um, and you know, he knew he got the time and place right last night. And you know, tweeting about things can be fine. I mean, it's not to say he should. He definitely should not stop twi- using Twitter. He should not. Um, but he should use it in a different way. I think. Um, however, you know, he's not going to, he's got, he's come right. all this way doing what he wants to do. So he's going to continue mm-hmm. to do it. If he could continue to have uh, Pence and Ryan behind him wearing the same outfit all the time, his ratings would be even better. No, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I did. I will say watching that. I noticed what I noticed was the Barack Obama legacy. Think about this for a second. You have in that, the main shot, which you see at every state of the union, this guy does eight years in office and says how wonderful he is. He leaves. Look at what happened. You have not only the guy who's president of the United States, who was the main guy calling him uh, ineligible to be president. Mm. He's on stage. 
Behind him, Mike Pence, once seen as one of the more conservative cons- uh, congressmen and Trump's VP. And on the other side, the guy who ran as VP against Barack Obama now sits behind him as well. The top three guys in this picture, uh, in, the, uh, in the way that you look at the secession for the presidency, are all had pretty significant roles in opposing the, Barack Obama. Uh, and now he has control of none of it. He doesn't have the House or the Senate either. We've talked about all the losses at the state legislature level, the governors and everything. I mean, you could say Barack Obama and, and they put him 12th all time, the historians. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how can you be 12th all time if you leave that legacy? It's a legacy of failure. And he's about to lose his uh, hopefully his biggest accomplishment as far as progressives go with Obamacare. He's about to lose that. I mean, the stimulus money's long been spent, um, so he can't lose that one. Uh, but he can lose Obamacare going forward. And, uh, you know, the president said some good things, some questionable things about Obamacare last night. I mean, there was there's a good argument to be made. What the president offered up last night was Obamacare light. Many of the things we talked about as being problems with Obamacare were things that the president promised to keep. You got to keep that in perspective. You, could, you know, the, there's a euphoria associated with the speech because it was well received and it was a good speech. But policy-wise, there's, he didn't. That's still the same stuff we've been complaining about since the beginning of Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he shouldn't be all that surprised. People were like, "Well, I can't believe this. How could he be for comprehensive immigration reform? Did you listen to him in the campaign or before that? He promised those things over and over and over and over again. People just ignored them, and now he's in pre- as, as president of the United States. He can go back and say, "I told you, I was going to do this," and he will be right because he did. So, you know, I think you still have to do what you can to try to hold his feet to the fire and keep these things as conservative as they can be. But he naturally feels justified doing these things. He was elected by them, and now he's, look how well this was received. You know, conservatives are looking at this as a 100% approval rating type of speech, and there's a lot in there not to like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he's getting any pushback, and that's going to teach Donald Trump a lesson. When he reaches across the aisle, when he says, hey, there's a lot of wonderful things here. He's going to get praised by the media. He's going to get praised uh, by even conservatives. You know, you got to watch the policies, too. They are important. A lot of people liked Reagan because he was inspirational. I like Reagan because of his policies. You know, and, and I, I'm a little concerned that the lesson taught to Trump last night was, hey, if I'm essentially a moderate Democrat uh, on policy, people will really like me. I hope he doesn't learn that lesson. Yeah, definitely. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Nancy Pelosi right now saying the speech was clearly. I mean, not right now, but she's saying it was a bait and switch uh, speech. These Democrats, uh, and then Schumer was saying he's given a lot of speeches that uh, don't reflect reality. So, but that shows you how find well, something bad about right, it. It shows you how well the speech was received. Yeah, because they, they can't, can't even find come up with a reason of why it was bad. to say I, right. it was a bad speech because it wasn't. No, they're just going to say, well, he doesn't mean what he said. Yeah. That's they have all. to have some argument, right? I mean, but uh, I wish we could have had a, an Obama speech where that would be the worst thing we can say. Well, he's never lived up to that stuff in the past. Why would we assume he does? No, he always the substance of what he said was so objectionable to us every single time that there was much more to pick apart Though, in the Obama speeches. Obama as well would say things like, we need to reach across the aisle. Yeah, we and, need to work he with Republicans. Not. He wouldn't mean it. Wouldn't. But he, all that, fl- like, there's two parts of that speech. There's fluff and substance. Yeah. The fluff, absolutely nailed by Trump. And it's the type of stuff that now today they're talking about mm-hmm. um, with, uh, hey, you know, look, uh, I don't know if he means it. We, it's the same thing we would say after a Barack Obama. The fluff would be like, well, 
some of that stuff was good, but he doesn't mean it. And then the next day he would come out and show you he didn't mean it. Um, I think you might see the same thing. Uh, with Trump to with Democrats, Trump. he does mean it. A lot I, of it he, he does. He will reach up because he's always been that guy. He's always been the guy who is closer to Democrat than a Republican. He's always been c- closer to a liberal than a conservative. He's not going to have any problem reaching out to Democrats. He is like-minded with Democrats. That's when things are going to get crappy, for us at least. I, uh, and it's going to be interesting at that point uh, to see how others react to it. Are they, are they still going to praise those policies? Are they still going to love everything Trump does? Can he still do no wrong? Well, we'll see. I, I, maybe, because he's already proposed maybe $2 trillion in spending, and nobody seems to have a problem with it. So. And really, it's hard to keep it under two. I mean, it's, it's probably well probably in more excess than of two. Uh, yeah. um, I, I don't know if you can get to three. I mean, certainly when you talk economic costs, you can get to three. I think I he could get know. to nine. He could get to why nine stop trillion. Here? Why? You know? Why not? Why not just go for <sighs> Why not go for the biggest spending package ever proposed? But, I mean, again, where's the pushback on this? Uh, there isn't any. I've heard it from us. I've heard it from a few you yeah. know, uh, people on, uh, online that are... But mostly it's but non-existent. Mostly it's just, hey, this is great. And look, I hope it is. Yeah, me too. You know? All right. Uh, you can take a positive step towards self-reliance. And, and that's what you want. Because the future, uh, while so bright now, because um, <laughs> uh, we have President Trump and, and well... Trump. It's Trump. So you know the future's bright. But let's just say something unforeseen happens. Mm. You want to be prepared for that. And you want to be prepared with emergency food for my Patriot Supply. I would say that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's easy to prepare. And that's a big deal for me because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big, I wouldn't, not, I wouldn't call myself a top-notch chef. You wouldn't, you wouldn't per call se, yourself that? Per okay. se, no. Uh, this is easy to prepare. It lasts for 25 years, and you can get four weeks of easy to prepare food for what, just... What, $1,000? $1,000, 1500 something like that? Well, I'm, there's two ways to go with this. A okay. $12 trillion new program, or mm-hmm. you can get four weeks for just 99 bucks. Holy It's cow. up to you to decide. If you, you can have change back tri- from your $100 bill. Uh, well, yeah, huh. I, I would say you probably don't want to pay in cash. It's, a, it's oh. an online business. I see. Okay. Um, but. <laughs> so you can either order online at preparewiththeblaze.com, which is a really easy way to go. Preparewiththeblaze.com, or just pick up your phone and dial 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290. Now, my understanding is Jeffy has uh, said that if you just send him the 100, mm-hmm. we'll take care of it for you. But I would not. I wouldn't uh, go that route either. No, I would not. No. no. Instead, go to preparewiththeblaze.com. He's already left with some of the cash. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Obamacare. Uh, repeal it if you want, Republicans. But oh, a lot but of dead you'll people. Have, you'll have piles. Piles of dead people. Piles of dead people in the streets. Mm-hmm. Do you know the number of people? And it's incredible, and I know you don't know it because it's too incredible to even fathom. Okay. The number of people saved by the Affordable Care Health Plan, or more commonly referred to as Obamacare. Jeffy, how many people have been saved by that plan? Just, I, you don't even know, so shut up. You, he has no idea. No. Stu, you don't have any well, idea. I can make a guess. Can I make a guess? Uh, yes. 700 trillion. Gosh, that's close. How come he got the guess? Okay, Jeffy, you want to take a guess? 18. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're closer. Much closer. Much. Uh, considerably much closer. Much closer, but you're still way off. 
but you're way closer than <laughs> Stu, whose number was stupid. There haven't even been that many people in the history of the planet. I don't know why you need to so say it that way. Yeah. Thank you. Damn close, except for way <laughs> far away, because the actual number is zero. <laughs> None. No one has been saved by the Affordable Care Act. And we should be clear, that's an annual number. It's zero per year. Per year. Uh, so, so if you add up, but that's the thing. Up, we haven't added up all right, the zeros. Zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero equals? It does equal 18. Zero. Oh, no, zero. Yeah, Sorry. it's not. Okay. Uh, this is what the Manhattan Institute... Thank you for the Jeffy math. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> uh, the Manhattan Institute has come out with a report. Best statistical estimate for number of lives saved each year by the Affordable Care Act? <laughs> zero. So no. Affordable Care Act has led to substantial increases in Medicaid enrollment, but shows no effect in the aggregate on prom- uh, private insurance. A lower share of non-elderly Americans had private insurance in 2015 than the start of the recession in 2007-2008. Economic recovery, not the Affordable Care Act, has driven changes in private insurance coverage. During 2007 to 2010, the total employment fell by 5.5%, and private insurance coverage fell by 7%. During 2010 to 15, total employment rose by 8.8%, and private insurance coverage rose by 9.5%. The bottom line there is the share of non-elderly Americans, so you're not on Medicare, non-elderly Americans with private health insurance fell from 66.8% to 65.6% from 2007 to 2015. Okay, so people, the point of Obamacare was to get these people that aren't covered on private insurance and through, through, you know, through their employers uh, to get private insurance. That did not happen at all. An actual decrease. Now, the way they try to get you to believe there is an increase is to measure it from the beginning, from the depths of the Great Recession. So they'll say, well, it went up from 2010 and 2009. Yes, it went up from there, but you can't compare the economic periods. It doesn't make any sense. If you compare the economic period of 2007, when the economy was still not gangbusters, but relatively strong, uh, and you compare that to today, what you see is an actual decrease in the percentage. What you, where you see the increase is all in Medicaid. Uh, the share of public insurance for non-elderly went from 18.1% to 25.3%. Um, now, so where do you get the idea that you saved all these lives, because a lot of people say you're going to kill all these people. Statistical claim that the ACA saved large uh, numbers of lives should be supported by evidence that it has reduced mortality rates. Yet, the opposite has occurred. In 2015, age-adjusted mortality rose and life expectancy declined in the United States for the first time since the early 90s. Nor is it the case that the states adopting the ACA's optional Medicaid expansion performed better than those rejecting it. To the contrary, mortality in 2015 rose more in Medicaid expansion states. Got it? So all the rise comes from Medicaid. Some states took the Medicaid. The other states opted out of it when it was ruled unconstitutional. The states that opted out of the Medicaid had better mortality rates than the ones that actually kept the Medicaid. So we believe, I think, by that evidence, it's pretty uh, extensive, um, uh, that the ACA was not responsible for saving any lives in the aggregate. Despite implementation of the ACA, Obamacare, there were 80,000 more deaths in 2015 that had mortality uh, continue to decline at the same rate it had in previous years. It's a lot of information, I know, but I mean, the bottom line is private insurance down, mortality rate uh, did not improve. Mm Mm-hmm. That actually sort of declined. I will say again, because of the way this thing is structured and, and the things that insurance companies are now forced to do by the government, 
it has hurt everyone. Even if you're not on these exchanges, even if your plan doesn't come from Obamacare, even if you have private insurance, everything's gone up because of the way this thing is structured. And that includes our insurance. We're not on the Obamacare exchanges, but Glenn can't even find the kind of insurance anymore we used to have. When you, when you uh, have a business, you go out and you try to find somebody who will hit the basic things that you want in the insurance. Um, and he put in those parameters, nothing like it existed. Didn't even exist anymore. So the plan we were on went away and we went on a new company and a new plan. And it really sucks. <laughs> it's really so far it's, really, it's a complete disaster so now, far I, everybody here has said yeah i thought it was just me maybe it's because i have you know these drugs that that i take from my back that uh that i've been on for two years all of a sudden nope you can't have that no we're we don't approve that um and it it was expensive because i said well how much is it if i if i don't use insurance and it was only twelve hundred and sixty five dollars that's not bad. That's not bad. No. Per month? I mean, that's a 30-day supply. That's a 30-day supply. Your lining. For just $1,265. So uh, they went with this, some alternative. They said, here, uh, they told my doctor, put him on one of these, and then if these don't work, we can come back to that and we'll see. So they, he, they give him a bunch of options, went with one of the options, went to go get it. Yeah, uh, your insurance company doesn't cover that. It was one of their options. Yeah, they don't. They don't cover that. And I was told my by, doc, my by my doctor today that that's happening to everybody. They do that all the time now. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of standard mm. insurance uh, procedure um, to eh, deny a claim early, see what happens. Because I mean, mm-hmm. most I got to be honest. Like I, mine just never had did that before. No, I never had that problem. Never either. had that problem. But no. it's I, I, when I say standard, I mean. Uh, you know, the, the stories go, right? I mean, like, you know, that was there was a Matt Damon movie where that was the big yeah. uh, part of it. Yeah. I don't remember. Do you remember that movie? It's the uh, documentary uh, Rainmaker. Rainmaker? Mm. <laughs> wow. How did you pull that out of your memory banks? I love I that I can't movie. believe I even got the Matt Damon part right. I love that movie. Uh, really? Because, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you, 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 you decline it at first, and then if, if, they, if they appeal, then you approve it. You know what I mean? Like, but most people won't appeal. Like, I can tell you right now, I already had one of these situations with this new health care company, which is one of the big ones. Yeah, explain way. yours. Yours is worse than mine. Because you went through a procedure yeah. with your dentist. Yes. So I went to the dentist. That uh, they cover. That they cover. So it's not like a drug that they cover some other options. They cover this mm-hmm. procedure with this dentist. Yeah, okay. okay. It's in the network, and they cover this procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in there and <laughs> got the procedure done. Submitted it to the insurance company. Uh, obviously, the, the, the dentist does that. And they came back and said, yeah, we looked at the x-rays and we don't think it was legitimate. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not an expert on the x-rays. Am I supposed to say, I mean, because I, I would do this. I would submit it, the x-rays in, in advance. So you know, they're essentially telling your dentist and you. Yeah. He, he, he didn't need that procedure. No, he just wanted it, I guess. You know what? He just wanted the pleasure of laying there for over two separate days. One for, uh, for three hours, another for an hour and a half. Two separate times. What do you think happened in your past that caused this dental fetish that you have, where you get off on these dental procedures for some reason, and you just want to have them done? I don't. I what don't do you have think any it interest. was in your past? Was it something that happened in your childhood? I did not want to go. I will say the only <laughs> enjoyable part of the procedure was the nitrous, um, and the nitrous you they did, did like that. They did not cover, <laughs> which really? I knew. That I knew. They don't cover. They don't cover that for that. They just numb the area. 
Got to be kidding. I knew that, and I said, you know what? I'm going to pay for it anyway because it's pretty awesome. Uh, and so, it was, and too. It, right? it was great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, the whole thing Is that thing the Twilight me. thing where you're awake, but you don't really you Yeah, I definitely anything? drifted off to a sleep uh, a good, uh, for a chunk of it as well. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes you feel... What's they charge you for that? I want to say it was... Because I whatever they charge you, I'll, I, I can undercut that. <laughs> you can supply them with nitrous? Oh, yeah, no problem. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if they l- allow you to bring your tank into the dentist office. That's the issue with that. Because uh, I'm not doing it. They might. Hey, my friend's got a they nitrous might. tank that he'll just bring in. That he's, he offered me for 50 bucks. Will that work? I, had, I think I talked about this on the air. Uh, oh, don't mind me. Go ahead and drill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I talked about this on the air at one point in that like I went through I had like one bad moment at the dentist yeah. and it's like ruined me Forever. for the dentist yeah. and so I went in there last when I got this procedure done and I said can I and they, they're like they have we have nitrous if you want to do that and I'm like uh yes I'm like I don't I it's just give it to me and so they, but it was a pretty significant it was three hours of the dentist chair so it was a pretty significant um, uh, part of it. And I, as I was leaving, I was like, can I just get this for, like, normal dentist appointments? Like, I come in for, like, you're going to check my teeth for a cleaning. Can, can I do it then? They're like, yeah. I'm like, screw it. Sign me up every day. Every time. Yeah. I want full nitrous every time. If you're just, I mean, you, I'm telling you, you can do it every day. I don't think, you, I don't you think want. that would be healthy. I'm going to say I don't think that would be healthy. I, I'm not talking about healthy. I'm just saying that you <laughs> He's just saying you could do it. Yes. Every day if you wanted. All right. 888 back. Thank you, Jeffy. That's, that's comforting. It was an interesting addition to, to our Obamacare just conversation, Jeffy. Yeah. Trying to sell us drugs, as usual. Uh, you know, some air is really polluted, like depending on where you live. Mm. Um, I know that when I lived in Salt Lake City, because it's in a valley, you know, there's yeah. mountain ranges on either side of it. So it gets kind of trapped there and you can see it when you when you look out. And when you live in Los Angeles, if you live, if you go down in, if you're in the hills, you can look out over the L.A. Valley and you can see the smog hanging there. What you don't understand, probably, is that the air inside your home can be five times more polluted than the air outside. Yeah, and the, so uh, last, uh, my wife is having some real allergy problems right now. Um, she's going through, and I, and I was, she was trying to tell me like, "Well, I got to go to the doctors. I got to do this." And I was like, "Yeah, uh, you know, you should do that. Obviously, that's part of it." Mm-hmm. Um, but I also said, "You know what? We should get is an Alexa Pure Breeze." We're talking about these on the air all the time. I got to get one of those things because um, uh, we'd seen them demonstrated and stuff, and they work great. But I, you know, uh, and then I was like, "Wait a minute." You know where I have one in in the closet, which I hadn't hadn't taken out yet for the for my home. You already so, had one. Yeah, really? I, I forgot I, oh, I had wow. one. So nice. put it in uh, last night. It's great because one of the things it does is uh, do you see? Oh yeah, I see this little uh, squiggly line here above the A, the blue line. Um, yes, that's what it looks like when your air is clean. Um, that is not what it looks like at my house. Uh, it, uh, it goes red when it's not so clean and it kind of gives you a sense of how much it's actually filtering out of the air and it starts at red and it starts to get a little bit less purple and a little bit more excuse me a little bit more purple a little bit more purple and then eventually turns to blue when it when it has the room uh clean and it's it's no longer and then it has an auto mode so when it gets to blue it doesn't run your electricity the entire time it'll turn itself off and turn itself back on when you know test it and filter more awesome it's a great i mean it is a Top of the line air purifier. If uh, mm-hmm. if you have allergies, it also does the same thing with viruses with a four stage uh, filtration process. Uh, you know, it, it uh, has a true HEPA filter. 
which yeah, I don't know what that important means. important to me. That's yeah, important. I can tell you, inside... If it doesn't have a true HEPA filter, yeah. if it's a pretend HEPA filter... Yeah, I don't know. I don't want it. But they're inside, there are multiple it. filters. This is not just mm-hmm. like the basic unit you can get at any you know store that doesn't really do anything. The Laxapure Breeze does more than any other unit. Um, yeah. You can get yours today. And for just under 200 bucks, one ninety nine ninety five. And start to breathe easier in your house. Call mm. 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. Or go online at get... Now, you might want to turn off your um, your Amazon unit right now for just a second. Because <laughs> I'm about to say something that's going to drive it crazy. Go online at getalexapure.com. Online at getalexapure.com. so hungry. I want food. What's on spoons today? I don't know. I'm guessing either Ooh, a cookie, a piece a of chip. candy, or a chip of some sort. That would be my guess. Be cookie? Well, maybe something, maybe candy. some juice. <laughs> We've now expanded it to cookie, candy, juice, uh, chip, chip, cereal. We've had many cereals as well. I didn't. Somewhere. None of us mentioned that. No. Right, but we had just had one the other day. We did blueberry mm. pancake. Uh, That's Captain true. That's great. It was good. delicious. It was good. So what um, is it today? Uh, today it is a candy, uh, Oreo Cadbury eggs. <laughs> oh yeah, Oreo. Yeah, Cadbury those, those eggs. look good. By excited. the way, yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited. Those didn't look oh. good. Wow. But do they come with a steak? Or pizza? Steak. The steak. You know what steak and pizza, pizza? taste like. Not with a Cadbury Oreo egg, I will say, if, 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 uh, if he, you know, because we're tired, of, we've taken a bunch of suggestions lately uh, mm-hmm. from listeners oh, at World of Stew, at Pat Stew. Yeah, yeah there's one, someone suggested a, uh, a maple Jif peanut butter. I saw that. What? I'm yeah, like, there's yes. such a thing exists? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, we're in. Wow. Like, so there's a lot to do. I think we should do, the problem is, like, you know, one of, some of the stuff we'd like to do is, like, you know, the new pizza that comes out from X Pizza Company or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the new fast food burger or whatever. It's just hard to get those here in like that's true in, in, in edible a form, form where they where they're not like you know cold and, yeah. and dried out and like you know we've done this with Taco Bell a few times and like Taco Bell it's still delicious because mm-hmm. it's Taco Bell and it's always a lot of, delicious. A lot of places have employees that work at that particular establishment and want to do a good job and return food warm. This place does not have that. What place does not have that? This place does not have. Oh, that. you mean we can't find an employee to bring us food that's warm? Mm-hmm. Well. They have to go someplace else yeah, to get it. They don't make it on premises, Jeffy. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Get a little warming bag, do something. Or warming make a count. Bag. Warming okay. bag is not a bad idea. Make a count. It's not a bad idea. I, you know, it's funny. Jeffy offers nothing to this show, but no. it, when it comes to ways to make food taste better, <laughs> he, he does chime in with something. He's the expert He is. That. He is. I agree. He is. Uh, you, what do you, you care about the Sarah Silverman thing at all? Um, Marginally. She, she tweeted this, uh, as a comic, always working and on the road, I have to decide between motherhood and having my fullest life. I chose the latter. Yeah, so I mean, she's no saying, surprise. you can't have a full life if you're a mother. Uh, Some people actually think that that's an important part of, of, of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, I know it's a weird uh, way to think about and it. And since but, she's not a mother, she has no idea. Right. No idea what she's talking about. Yeah. So shut up. But again, let's like let, let's not. Incur- she also disparaged fathers in this as well mm-hmm. um, by the saying thing is, she does so much as the, under the auspices of comedy. Yeah. And she's a pretty hateful person. Yeah, I overall. think she is. Yeah, I mean, she's it's not she, all comedy. Uh, yeah, and I will say, like we do, 
you know, I, I think I can speak for the show when I say this. We, as a show, do not want to encourage Sarah Silverman to have a child. Like, so we don't want you right. to rethink this. Like, we don't think that this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. We think your approach for you is the right one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no reason to replicate. No reason mm-hmm. to have a spawn. That's a pretty safe bet. So. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, for safety's sake, um, for, for the rest of us. Yeah, it's a good idea. Just live your fullest life. Just live your fullest Go life. Ahead. Go do your little comedy and, your, and, your, and you, you <laughs> yeah. do that, please, because I... It's not good. She also she good. also pissed off fathers by saying that that fathers who travel have a different experience and enjoy the luxury of coming home and being a fun dad. I mean, she has no idea what family life is like, what what parenthood is like, and maybe she should shut up about it. Um, but certainly, we shouldn't worry about what she says, and that's why I'm only marginally interested in this because she's hideous and she she has no idea what she's talking about. So just let her live her fuller life. Man, don't for experience you. it to the fullest. Go, go ahead. Go do. For you yeah. go do. Go ahead. Do. Go do. Good for you. So. 888 beck More patents too. Coming up in a second. It's much go, more. You go do. Much more to enjoy and live and love. But if you're just a mother or just a father, you're not going to be able to experience it to the fullest. So, well, no, it's not going to be a full life. I, I mean, obviously, we all know it's, you know, having, raising a kid is not. It's, it's not, not even that. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Maryland governor declares state of emergency. Oh, no. I know. I know. And you think, what could be, oh my gosh, what could be happening in Maryland? Uh, governor Larry Hogan has declared a uh, state of emergency in response to the increase in numbers of deaths related to opioids and heroin in Maryland. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, heroin, the heroin addiction thing is always kind of amazing to me in that like, it seems like the one you avoid, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, as a non-drug user, Jeffy, maybe there, you'd have a, a perspective on this. But, like, to me, it seems so insane to try it once. Mm-hmm. It's so far well, over that line. It used to on- be. Oh. It used to be. Okay. I mean, you're old school thinking now. So I am? Oh, my gosh, I, yes. Is there, so there's different types? Or? Because it's cheaper. It's cheaper now. Uh, and they've well, made. That's not a good reason to try it. Well, you want to get high. You want to get. A, you want to <laughs> escape the world. You got to do something. Right, but there's stuff you can do, and I understand that. Look, there's. Other, I, I don't understand. You know, there's a lot of people who like you can understand cocaine and whatever, but heroin's so a da- so dangerous. It just seems so crazy, like yeah. so dangerous. Because Len Bias, even cocaine is in that category for me. Since Len Bias in what eighty six, yeah, uh, that was a a well timed drug death mm. uh, for my own personal growth. Uh, not good for him. Uh, not good for the city of Boston or the Celtics, for sure. No uh, kidding. But that, I mean, that happening, and they always said that that was his first time ever doing it. Um, now, Which I didn't believe I then, and I very, don't believe very, I, now. Me too. I'm with you, Pat. That's hard to no believe. Way. But still, I, you, no you, still. still it, it plays with your heart quite a bit. But uh, it was a good It was a good theme for kids. It sure that was. was his oh, first it sure time, was. and it oh, killed I, him. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a nice deterrent. So anyway, is is Baltimore the issue? I bet. Because well, he's talking about here that the uh, the crisis involves uh, so much that we can't do it alone. He wants everybody, churches, everybody, to get on board. Um, Maryland, they recorded one thousand four hundred and sixty eight overdose related deaths wow. from January to September of last year. Wow, fifteen hundred people in just wow. Maryland. Yes, 
That's and, uh, a lot. Wow. And the year before, uh, 2015, was uh, just under 1,300. Now, so, look, I under, I've, wow. lived, I've lived in Baltimore. I lived there for two years. I understand. It seems like nothing will ever get better. And you, you, <laughs> if you can't leave, you want to at least leave in your mind. In Baltimore? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I get so you're it. good. Heroin's not, yeah. a good, not a good place to go. Well, they've that. had the, they've really had the issues in, uh, you know, in Ohio and uh, throughout Pennsylvania, too, with the... Uh, with the bad, you know, with the the mixing of the heroin with other drugs that are bad, you know, well, even worse for you than heroin. And this is a this is a big Trump thing because his brother died of alcoholism. Yeah, addiction. Um, yeah. You know, so he uses and, that as a. Yeah, and I think so. He it really is personal to him, um, and that's not always a good formula for uh, public policy. No. Um, no but it's not. Uh, you know. This does seem like it's a really big deal. I know that the meth thing was big for a while too, right? Especially in rural areas. And it and it still is. Still is. I mean, it still is, and meth is huge, you know, around the world now. I mean, there's countries going. I just don't. It's unbelievable, don't. and meth is just poison. I mean, uh, I. I mean, I tend to think working with Jeffy that my life is terrible. I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. way I start. I just think my life is awful. I work with Jeffy every day. Maybe people's lives are worse. Than even ours. I don't think that could be, Stu. Consumer Reports also released uh, its latest annual auto brand report card. Yes. And you'll be happy to know, Pat Gray, that your Tesla finally made it into the top ten. I don't have a Tesla, but thank you. I know, but you're going to have one, one soon. I, I, you know I'm a you big fan. You know I'm a big fan. Of and your Lexus is number four. So there you go. Well, what, give, okay. me the, uh, give me the rundown. Audi, Porsche, BMW, Lexus, Subaru, Kia, Mazda, Tesla, Honda. And so Tesla yeah. is the only American car in uh, the top ten. And this is this is top ten of what? Uh, best brands. Best brands. Yeah, and I believe Tesla. Let me look. It's interesting. Mercedes it tied for the best. It, Tesla actually tied uh, for the best road test score from mm. Consumer Reports with Porsche. I Porsche believe that. that. It's yeah. actually yeah. pronounced Porsche, but still. Whatever. Um, but Mercedes Benz did not make the top ten best brand. Mercedes BMW, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Lexus. Oh, BMW is in there. Okay. Yeah. But no, no Mercedes. Mm. Wow. No. Wow. You're... Interesting. All right. What oh, else? Mercedes you got, is way down. Got a minute and a half here, Jeffy. Wow. Mercedes is twentieth. Wow. On this list. Jeez. Wow. A... For the money you pay for that, why yeah. would you buy one? Wow. No kidding. Why would you buy one? Look up uh, my uh, Yugo. <laughs> yeah, Yugo <laughs> didn't make your, the list at your all. Your Yugo? Off. It's a Yugoslavian import. Yeah, it's off uh, the list. Huh. It's great. Huh. The list. Now, a, you may yeah. have gotten, you know, a lot of times people get a, a fluke car. You know, they say, boy, that car is crap. Not the one I bought. Mm-hmm. So, you might, you know, you got the Yugo that was built oh, on, right. on Wednesday. Fantastic. Yeah. No, you got the great. Yugo built on Wednesday. Now, I have it's had, it's, it needed to get some work done. Um, I needed to replace it with a totally different car. So, really, we're going to let him get away with uh, outing my Lexus, but you're going to say that you, you have You talk a about Yugo? having a Lexus all the time. I do not. I've never said I have. I, I don't I remember just, ever I saying it. Yes, have, have I said it? Yes. yes, yes I do believe right. so. All right. Yes. Okay. He, but he doesn't have a Yugo. Yeah, I do. No, yeah, he does. Well, I, have, I have an MG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have an MG. Addition, is MG on the list? In addition to something else. <laughs> yes. No, I don't. I mean, it's like, it's a, I, it's it's a okay. Cadillac. I don't mind saying and it's a Cadillac. And what do you have? What do you have, Jeffy? I have. Uh, I don't have a car right now. You don't? <laughs> I do not have a car right now. Your car. Uh, I, take, uh, I take public transportation. Your car actually is a, a, a piece of crap. But. Um, my Chevy? Um, You're kidding me? I mean, is that the one where the air conditioning a, doesn't work? Yeah. I mean, no, In we Texas? Talk about that. <laughs> so?
Yow! Welcome back. 888-727-BECK is our phone number. So uh, Daily Wire has a story today. Uh, leftists say there are no examples of men exploiting trans laws to harm women. Oh, that's great that that's never happened. I'm so glad. Here are, are nine. We've, we've worried. No, we've been worrying about things that just don't happen. Here, and we shouldn't. Here are nine. Nine what? What are you talking examples about? Examples about. About what? The topic. No, it doesn't happen. We've been told it doesn't. It just doesn't happen. So if it doesn't happen, let's not worry about it anymore. Let's just move on and let these people go to the bathroom wherever they want. Right in the middle of a room if they want to. Right? Just pull down your pants. Because if they identify as uh people who want to go. I I identify as a person who doesn't like to go to the bathroom in a bathroom. So I'm just going to go here on the floor. Well, I have to say, I, 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 you know, in the commercial break there, I had to go, had to go potty. Yeah. And it was, I had to walk like across the building to where the bathroom was. A long way. I could go right here. (laughs) Just kind of, you know. Right. Go to commercial or just go. And if somebody's offended by that. If somebody's offended by that, maybe we just tell them, okay, why don't you open your mind a little bit? Okay. Yeah. Why don't you be more inclusive? And you might, Stu didn't want to walk. He felt I, like a person who didn't walk, want to walk that far. I identified as a person who had no use of their legs for that time. Yeah. Huh. So therefore, I sat in the seat and I just went. <laughs> kind of let it flow. You know? We need to start doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> no, no, not that. To put an end to this. But not that. Not maybe that. So Something <clears throat> like it. So anyway, uh, what are the Cuomo, nine instances? So yeah, as Chris Cuomo did the whole thing about the 12-year-old girl. This is kind of the mm. argument of the left all the time. Some of these, I would say, <laughs> aren't pure examples of this. So let's go through and how many we see are actual examples of what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, a, a Daily Wire reported this last year. Seattle man, two different occasions, walked into a women's locker room <clears throat> and began undressing, citing the new state rule. This is a quote, new state rule that allows people to choose a bathroom based on gender identity. Um, the pool was open for la- uh, lap swim. According to Seattle Parks and Recreation, a man wearing uh, shorts entered the women's locker room, took off his shirt. Women alerted staff, told the man to leave. But he said the law has changed and I have the right to be here. Adhering to the trans law, no one called police on this man. He reportedly came back a second time when young girls were changing into their swimsuits for swim practice. Okay. Pretty, that, pretty pure. Right there. Right there. Right there. There's one right there. Okay. Sexual predator from t- this is number two. So I'd say one, yes, right? I mean, that's a quintessential example. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say that's, that's definitely right. Uh, a sexual predator from Toronto claimed to be a transgender woman named Jessica in order to get access to a women's shelter and uh, their shower facilities. He was arrested and sentenced to jail for sexually assaulting several of the women in the shelter. I'd say that's yes. Probably a good one there. Mm-hmm. Um, Although they did arrest him. Right. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, however, again, he was exploiting the rule. So okay. if the rule was applied, yeah. uh, then yes. he would be, he would no longer, if this, were, if the liberals got their dream, that would not be an arrest is right. the point. Okay. Um, uh, last year, 33-year-old man entered a woman's restroom and choked an eight-year-old girl until she passed out. The young oh girl's, gosh. the young girl's mother uh, said she was in the adjacent stall when the incident happened. After she heard her daughter scream, she came to the rescue. Police arrived minutes later. Chicago bans discrimination based on gender identity in employment, housing, and public uh, accommodations, note the Washington Times. Now, I, he didn't, I mean, at least from this write-up, doesn't necessarily say, hey, I'm transgendered, therefore I'm allowed to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the law does uh, back him on that, theoretically. So I don't, I don't think that one doesn't seem to me to be a pure example of this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Daily Caller reports Elisa Stickles was shopping at her local Ross store when she saw a man who was dressed like a man, complete with five o'clock shadow in the women's dressing room. When she was informed the store manager, when she, excuse me, when she informed the store manager, she was told company policy allows customers to use whichever dressing room they identified with. A manager would let her inform Stickles that the man was repeatedly representing himself as a woman today. What about me or my feelings, asked the female. The manager told me that if I felt uncomfortable with the dressing room in there, I would have to wait until he's finished. Now, that's not necessarily of a, rep, uh, a example of someone exploiting the laws to leer at women, per se. Uh, but it is a, a example of a, uh, a woman who not being able to who's use... uncomfortable She's uncomfortable and is not able to use the facility. I mean, preference given to the transgendered male yeah. over the I mean, that, that's every time. A man from Idaho claiming to be a transgender woman Mm -hmm. was allowed access to a Target fitting room where he then took photos and videos of naked women, at least one of whom was a teenager. Pretty pure example. Yep. Yeah. Um, A murderous man claiming to be a transgendered woman was granted access to a women's prison. He then had sex with female inmates and was removed for inappropriate behavior. (laughs) Yep. What was so inappropriate about it, though? That's (laughs) That's what I'm concerned about, Jeffy. Jeffy. A uh, Los Angeles man draft, uh, dressed in drag entered a Macy's mm-hmm. department store bathroom and videotaped women under bathroom stalls. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Two biologically male students at the uh, University of Toronto were caught exploiting the gender-neutral facilities in order to peep on women in the shower mm-hmm. with their cell phone cameras. Having a couple of these are in Toronto for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think while it's not a U.S. example, a pure example of that. And a man in Virginia dressed in drag to gain access to a women's bathroom where he then filmed a 35-year-old woman and a 5-year-old girl. All pretty, I mean, I would say seven of those nine are pretty much exactly what we're talking about. Maybe six of the nine, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty good percentage of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other ones could be exploited. I mean, you just, we just don't know all the details. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's, uh, and they say none of those exist. None. And yet they do. And yet and they do. By the way, this is... And there's a, probably a lot more that go unreported. Well, first of all, a obviously, again, your goal in this scenario is to not get caught. Mm. So yeah. a lot of them would go that way. The other part of it is it, the, the rule's not really Im- implemented. I mean, we're at a point where we're talking about this rule. If the rule was the widely accepted, then, and it was used in successful defenses time after time after time, well, then obviously people would be more free to do it. They would think this is going to work. I think right now most people, because you see a lot of these, people still call the cops, right? If this was a widely accepted rule, nobody would call the cops. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't call the cops because obviously the rule has been accepted and people agree with it. I mean, I, look, I, you know, we've, we've talked about this many times. It's just, it is kind of bizarre. Uh, and uh, the idea that you're going to give a legal standard to people like this, the nine people we just discussed, many of which would be, if this standard was implemented fully, would be able to get out of the trouble that they got into. Uh, and I don't see how that can possibly be the right outcome. It's, well, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't get it either, but they, uh, somehow we're not going to win this, I'm afraid. It's a lot like the same-sex marriage thing. I, I don't know that we win this. It's pretty amazing. And for, again, like 0.7% of the population, transgenderism is not really all that prevalent. Most of us just like to be the person we are and want to be the gender we are. We just stay that way. Uh, so, But our will has to bend, I guess, to a small minority. It's so, you know, we say that uh, a man 
should be able to go, like, let's just say, uh, uh, let's use a woman, for example. A woman is in the restroom. A man should not enter that restroom. We, can, we all seem to agree on that. A mm-hmm. man should not enter that re- restroom. Why? <clears throat> is it because feelings might clash? No, it's because, because different genitals, right? That's why we have a separation. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like really base, but it's true. Um, if, if everyone had the same genitals, like for example, there are obviously can be, you go into a men's re- restroom, there can be guys in that restroom that might like to look at you, that might be perverts that like to look at guys. Um, that's not how we separate the restrooms. It's not like whether what you want to mm-hmm. look at, it's what junk you have. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so now we're saying, well, now it's actually about feelings, right? It's about feelings. And that's okay, you know, if you want to have that standard. But if you have that standard, why on earth do you have separate bathrooms? If it's all, if, if it's not about the genitals being different, why on earth do you have different bathrooms? Why not make one? Yeah. You know, so then yeah. everyone can just share it. Because if, if the point is not to separate the physical <laughs> structure of the people, then why not have everyone go into the same one and we can all deal with our feelings together? And if feelings are the new standard, why do only one set of feelings matter? Mm-hmm. Only the small, small minority of feelings matter. The vast majority of people's feelings do not matter in any way. Mm. We don't care. If a woman is in there and she's offended by a man being in there, we don't care. Hey, yeah, sorry, you're intolerant. Well, what about the transgender person being intolerant of her feelings? I mean, how is it possible we got to this place? So bizarre. So bizarre. Mm. Um, Making uh, uh, laps around a billion-dollar-plus, mostly taxpayer-funded coliseum, the U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, And this is in... um, Minneapolis, right? Minneapolis. Where the Super Bowl is next year. Yeah. And it's it's a huge stadium, mostly taxpayer-funded, but apparently it's a bird-killing machine. So a bunch of conservation groups, Audubon, um, Minnesota Citizens for the Protection of Migratory Birds, which I belonged to for a long time, belonged to that association. Don't don't downplay your president. I was the president Mm -hmm. of the uh, Minnesota Citizens for the Protection of Migratory Birds. The yearly fees (laughs) got way out of hand. Uh, They did. I tried to lower them a lot so we could get more members. We only had four. Um, yep. But I, I begged people to join, and they just I couldn't get them interested. <laughs> Your leadership, I will say, was questionable. <laughs> um, because you ate so many birds in yeah, that I period. Yeah, I did. Um, I it did. seemed to be that was the focus, was really what bird you would eat. <laughs> well, that's what I thought the association <laughs> was all true. about. To be fair, that <laughs> turns is. out, not so much. It was to protect them from being eaten. Huh. Yeah. Uh, among other things. Um, it really it led to your <laughs> to the separation. But the Friends of Robert Robert's Bird Sanctuary are also part of this group that circumnavigated the Coliseum over and over and over. Mm. They walked around it, and their mission was to confirm their worst suspicions that, in fact, this Coliseum is killing birds. They wanted oh, to no. see if the stadium, with its 200,000, it's got 200,000 square feet of clear and ref- reflective glass, is so indistinguishable to birds if the birds are so stupid that they just smash into it. Like, right. you know, an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something. Uh, they wanted to see if that was true, and apparently, yes, it is. Oh, it absolutely is true. You never had birds fly into your windows? You know, I have. your house or whatever? I have, yeah. weirdly. 
Um, had a bird that just kept bashing into the window for no apparent reason. Uh, which was like, same bird. Was it last year? Yeah, it seemed. I think it was the same bird. And we'd hear this thunk. And we'd be like, "What the? Yeah. That is a bird again!" And then a thunk. It's like, dude, there's a glass there. Stop it. You're gonna hurt yourself. Stop it. Now, is it eventually possible? they did. I don't know if it broke its neck. Is it possible <laughs> that they were trying to get revenge from your time at the Minnesota Citizens for the protection I of I wondered that birds? at first. I wondered that for a while. Possible. <laughs> uh, they found uh, 14 stunned birds lying on the ground but and 60, 60 dead birds. dead ones. Yes. 60. 60. That's pretty good for uh, two hours. I mean, not good. That's that's bad for two hours. Again, this is why you did not last at the Minnesota Citizens. <laughs> right. You, you need to know if that's good right. or bad right off the top. <laughs> like, if you're going to run the I shouldn't Minnesota even have to think Citizens of for Protection Migratory Birds... Is that what you're saying? I shouldn't even have to think it through? That needs to be like a snap decision. That's bad. <laughs> and you immediately went jump to good, and I think that's part of the issue of why uh, it didn't work out. Maybe that's a big maybe part that's of the issue. Didn't last. <laughs> that's a big part of the issue. Uh, 21 <laughs> white-throated sparrows, dead. Nine ruby-throated hummingbirds, that's good. dead. No, I mean, wait. No, it's bad. See, again. Right? Again. <laughs> again. You this is what happened. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, findings along with reports from maintenance staff and security guards estimate that perhaps as many as 500 birds mm. die annually as a result of the building. 500 birds in an entire year? That doesn't seem like that. It does not seem like a lot. So that's uh, good, right? No. <laughs> yes, no. This time it's good. <laughs> this time it's kind of good. Um, the carnage was espe- especially substantial during the thick of the migration system. Um, from summer to mid-fall when the birds um, fly, uh, migrate. I, the stadium happens to be uh, located snap, smack dab in the heart of the flight path. Oops. Uh, and we have... I like how we got the picture of the dead bird and not yeah, the cool stadium. Not the, not the stadium. It's just a bird on a rock. Yeah, we don't want to see... We don't want to see This the is stadium. obviously we nowhere the near the stadium. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like rock. This is what a dead bird looks like is essentially what that photo is. <laughs> I guess it's city pages. I mean, maybe they don't... Um, but yeah, the uh, stadium I was going to say is awesome. I mean, it's a really cool looking stadium, um, and the that Super Bowl is there next year. I'm now. excited for that. However, I'm not excited for any of the steps I will take outside of the stadium in February in Minnesota. That's going to be terrible. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. No cold, no cold weather. No cold weather. There's no reason for it. And rarely do they put the Super Bowl in a cold weather town. Yeah, recently they to. put it in New York a few yeah. years ago. And yeah. before that, yeah. the last one they put in cold weather, I believe, Indianapolis. was... Well, Indianapolis. That's true. Indianapolis, I was going to say. Detroit, for sure, was the one I was yeah. going to reference. Indianapolis was uh, was a cold weather, uh, and it was a great Super Bowl. But that's also one of those where everything's right downtown. It was very easily, easy and to And underground, around. right around the stadium, too. Yeah. So that's kind that's, of a cool place. That was That's still one of my favorite venues for the Super yeah. Bowl, was Indianapolis. Really? We never think. Mm. I mean, I, I, you know... Obviously, it's one of the smaller markets as mm-hmm. far as uh, these Super Bowls go, but that was really that was really cool, really cool because mm. everything was right there. You know, you, you you were you walked out and you know you got downtown, and then every single thing that you had to do the entire time was right there. Where like you know mm. Miami, I mean it, it, you're an hour and a half away from the stadium with any traffic. Um, you know, right. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're sitting on. I remember look at San Francisco. I mean, when we were San Francisco, in San Francisco, the stadium oh my was God. like I couldn't Endless. believe how far the stadium Endless. was from San Francisco. San Francisco. Remember when we went out there? It was that's like, ridiculous. It was, I mean, it was San Francisco's in Hawaii. In San Francisco. It's, it's, it's in San, nowhere like, near. Right. San, nowhere it's near. Not even Francisco. close. In fact, I don't think that stadium's even in California. That's what I said. It's in Ohio, right? I mean, Hawaii. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Not even close. Ridiculous. So there you go. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. 
the fact is, your current phone carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. We've Bastards. talked about this many times. Bastards. Let's say, for example, you work at the Minnesota Citizens for the Center of Migratory Birds. And you're even maybe the president of it. Oh, wow. There's one just That's, crashed into okay. the building. All right. uh, maybe you're the president of that organization, and, in, and mm-hmm. you would want to, in that scenario, you'd want to protect or kill. And kill birds. No, protect birds, Pat. Jeez. Oh, gosh, darn it. That's yeah. right. I forgot I again. Can, I can't That's believe why it. I'm no longer president, I think. <laughs> Let's say you want I to protect birds. I wondered for a while, birds. and now maybe I'm starting to understand yeah, why and, they removed me. And then let's say you're with one of these big companies, and they take some of your money that you give them every year, and mm-hmm. they brag about how they... They donate to organizations that would murder birds. You would oh, not wow. be. You'd be happier be sad good. about that. No, be, no, no, you'd be oh, no geez. again sad about it. That. I'm trying to. I'm working on it. <laughs> but the thing is, you have Patriot Mobile now. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk and text. They have high speed 4G LTE data, really competitive prices. I, I don't want. I don't know why they undersell this. They're lower prices than you're paying right now, and they donate up to five percent of your monthly bill to conservative organizations. That you like. Yeah, how about that? You get to choose the one that, you know, if you want to go to the Second Amendment or Life. Or the Friends or, of Robert's Bird Sanctuary. I don't know if that's just, you know, I don't know, maybe it's on there. Maybe. Uh, you can pick whatever one you want. Uh, Patriot Mobile <laughs> will even buy out your current contract with credits up to 500 bucks. That's a great offer. If you've ever had to break a contract, and I've had to break many of them, $500 is really high. Yeah, but um, i got to change my phone number. No, you don't have to. No, no you, gotta, you can keep your phone number, Pat. Oh, wow. And you get great nationwide coverage, all while mm. supporting conservative values. So just go call them now. Call Patriot Mobile. They'll waive your $35 activation fee with the promo code Pat and Stu. Pat and Stu. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Hi, welcome. It is uh, Pat and Stu. I'd be Pat. This is Stu. And over there, Jeffy, the wonderful, fabulous, uh, phenomenal. Boo. Jeffy. You notice he didn't understand what was happening until I booed him, and then he was like, Then he oh, knew. Oh, yeah. Then he knew. Oh, you're talking about me. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he didn't know how to handle something good because nobody's ever saying anything good about him. Um, so he was very confused, which is why we have to tell the truth all the time. He's fat and stupid. So, right? And now you can relate to well, life. I mean, he doesn't a, even have to say it. It's right behind him. It's right behind him. Are you guys talking to me? <laughs> you know, you gotta love him. You gotta love him. Come on. Uh, you know, it's Come interesting. On. You don't. Uh, <laughs> you do not. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. On an episode of History, uh, Glenn explored the rivalry between uh, Webb Dubois and Booker T. Washington. How often have we spoken of that? Is it Webb or W-E-B? Oh my W-E-B, yeah. Dubois. And, you, and you call him Webb. I call him Webb because we've talked back. about him so many times, and it's a kind of a... Yeah, Pat is obsessed with this. It goes back to his tenure as president of the Minnesota Citizens <laughs> for the Protection of Migratory Birds. It's a right, long story. Right, right. We've told it many long times. Story. <laughs> long story. Long uh, story. But Glenn tells it really well. He does. Here it is. Washington was advocating accommodation with whites, accepting segregation for the time being, concentrating on the individual and saying, look, first we have to build skills. First we have to get a basic education. Everybody has to read. Everybody has to be self-reliant. Everybody has to 
to have a desire and a plan on how to move forward. When we have that, all of the other rights and privileges are going to be ours because we're going to be prepared for the use and exercise of those rights and privileges. We'll just, they'll never see us coming. That's Booker T. Du Bois, on the other hand, said the best way for the race to progress was to recruit the elite. Maybe there's 10% and let them make the decisions for the sheep, for the remaining 90%. He called it the talented 10th. They would lead protests if they needed to. They would just get everybody involved. They'd, they'd sell it to the masses and the masses would go out and, 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 and riot if they had to. Use violence if you had to. But this talented tent at the top, they knew. So while Booker T is urging calm, while secretly working backroom deals to, to bring segregation to an end, Du Bois is starting to recruit people to oppose Booker T. Washington. That also was primarily done in private. At this time, I think the feud was reconcilable. But they're about to hit a point of irreconcilable differences. And it wasn't because of either of them. Again, it is what's happening. Segregation, lynchings really begin to spread all over. And it's, it's really amazing because as you see socialism in any land, when you see communism and socialism begin to creep through a, a system, a, a body of people, you will see killings go on the rise because that always tells you that people are expendable unless you're elite. And if you're elite, we can kill. The first part is the people kill all the elites. Then the new elites take over and say, kill all the people underneath. It happens every time, every time. That's what was happening here. The, the, the lynchings and the beatings, because now the elites, the new progressive elites were saying, we got to get rid of these people. And so blacks were starting to say, I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to work. I'm not Booker T. I mean, we've been living the right way and look what's happening. And Du Bois steps forward and gives them an answer. And he's got a fiery voice. Get him! The same thing. Germans are going to say it 30 years later. From the same ideology, the same universities, get him is now happening first in America. And the black community begins to split. And this split, you still see today. It's 1899. It's Atlanta, Georgia. And another lynching happens and Du Bois is at his wits end the lynching is a guy named Sam Hose and Du Bois is walking the streets thinking about Sam Hose and it was bad um, Hose had been accused of killing a white man I don't even know if it was true or not that was the accusation at the time and 2,000 whites grab him, murder, and then rip his body to pieces. And they put it everywhere for everyone to see. And 
Du Bois is thinking this has got to be. This has got to be the end. This is this has got to be the end. Those Bookerites, the people who followed Booker T. Washington, those Bookerites, they're going to see my way is the only way. Accommodation isn't working. He's thinking this and he's walking the streets and he sees this crowd by this grocery store. And he sees that all these people are gathering around this window. There's some kind of commotion, something big going on in this grocery store. And everybody is crowded around this window and they're laughing and they're pointing at some some prize, some prize attraction. As he comes up, he realizes an auction going on. And whatever was in the window was being sold to the highest bidder. And the crowd is in a frenzy. They are just, they're, they're, they're giddy for what's for sale. He gets to the front and he looks in the store window and as he hears the cheers and the jeers and the bids from the ravenous crowd and the auctioneer bidding it up higher and higher, Du Bois is looking at what they're bidding on and it's the knuckles of Sam Hose. Time for talk is over. It's over. Towing the line with Booker T. Washington is getting us nowhere. It is time to put the white man in his place. And I'm gonna do it by putting Booker T. Washington in his place. 1903, Du Bois writes a now very famous book, The Souls of Black Folk. He devoted an entire chapter about his disagreement with Booker T. Washington. Now, I am convinced, and you'll understand why, I am convinced that this is the reason why our universities now dismiss Booker T. Washington. And you'll understand why in a minute. But why this guy is so, he is such a bad dude. Why he's almost been sponged from history. You never learn about him. But all the things he said about Booker T is what you do learn. He voices his opinion on Washington's self-imposed leadership of the black community. Remember, Frederick Douglass dies. There's no black leader. Booker T is is the man. He doesn't want the leadership. He doesn't campaign for it. People just bestow it on him. He really doesn't want it. Well, Du Bois, he takes the, he takes umbrage to, look at him. He's just saying he's the black leader. Who is this guy? Former slave. He's a country bumpkin. He doesn't know anything. He wants to lead me. He, I'll clean the floor with this kid. My talented 10th knows more than Booker T knows. Well, he takes on such a fiery rhetoric that it begins to polarize the black community. You are either with Booker T or you're with Du Bois and you're enemies. He gathered the talented 10th and established the Niagara movement at Niagara Falls which was the precursor for the NAACP. Fracture grows deeper and deeper, and the choice was clear. Self-reliance 
or hire me and I'll make all your problems go away. It's funny because whether it's Lenin, Stalin, or, 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 or Du Bois, they all, they all have the same thing. Follow me and I'll make your problems go away. But it's really important to always discover, am I following you to where someone's going to teach me how to fish? Or am I following you because you're going to get the bad guys out of my way? The bad guys being dealt with by the guy you're following, that always turns out to Hitler, Stalin, Lenin. But if it's, I'll teach you how to fish, it's Jesus, Gandhi, Booker T, Martin Luther King. We're about to answer a really big question. How did the black community go from this party of Lincoln where you, there were no black Democrats, none in 1900, none, to by 1920, definitely by 1930, they're all voting for the Democrats. What happened? The change came from Du Bois. He is instrumental in understanding the lie that many blacks are still living. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is Pat and Stu. Um, lunchtime. And this this will probably help because we're helpers. I mean, we're all about science too. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of interesting. They've done a DNA a DNA test <laughs> on Subway's oven roasted chicken. Oh, mm. And the results are interesting. Um, here's a <laughs> let's go to the board. Let's go to the board. The next time you get a foot long at Subway with chicken on it, ask what you're actually biting into. The okay. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation tested chicken at five major fast food restaurants: Wendy's, McDonald's. You get the idea. Most of the scores were between 85 and 90% chicken DNA. And Mm. then there's Subway. Two popular chicken sandwiches they serve had only about half chicken DNA. The oven-roasted chicken came in at (laughs) 53.6% chicken DNA. And the sweet onion chicken teriyaki strips had just 42.8% according to the investigation. Subway's results were so shocking, Uh, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Subway Canada defended themselves in a statement saying, Our chicken strips and oven-roasted chicken contain 1% or less of soy protein. We use this ingredient in these products as a means to help stabilize the texture and moisture. They go on to say all of their chicken items are made from 100% white meat chicken, and they're going to look into the findings with their supplier. As for Wendy's grilled chicken sandwich, that had nearly 90% chicken DNA. The the grilled country chicken sandwich from McDonald's had just under 85%, according to the findings. Both companies released Uh statements saying they also use only 100% chicken. Either way, the news is hard to swallow for customers and the companies. And the companies. I'm troubled by that. I mean, yeah, 88% isn't really... If you're if you're saying to me that it's a chicken sandwich, I want it to be all chicken. I I don't. The chicken sh- part should be chicken. That's the problem when they tell you that it's a hundred percent. Right? They yeah. advertise, hey, hundred percent white chicken breast. Well, and when, it's not. When it's eighty-eight percent, what's the rest of it? What's the other twelve? Who cares? At Subway, 
when it's 42% chicken, what's the rest? The rest is soy? That's bad. I don't know. That's bad. It's got to be the pink slime, though, right? Is that all pink slime, whatever the heck is made, whatever they put in the pink slime? It's not but all that's soy, why, is it? That's one of the reasons I don't eat at places with pink slime, yeah. other than perhaps... Taco Bell, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure they use yeah. pink slime the pink there. It's slime all deliciousness at Taco Bell. I love. Yes, Taco no, Bell. they don't. And nobody's going to tell me different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, there's going to be fillers and stuff in there. I'm not surprised yeah. to hear that. I mean, I, I, but I, I, and I don't know. Like, does they count the breading? Like, when, are they are they looking at like? I was wondering that. Yeah, like, but I mean, when you've got a chicken strip, yeah. where's the filler on a chicken strip? What are you filling it with? What do you mean? Well, a chicken strip should be a strip of chicken. It shouldn't be a, a strip of chicken and 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 sixty percent soy. Yeah, well, they're probably, I mean, they're soy's probably, the least of your worries yeah, here, honestly. Right. And they're probably uh, processing it, right? So the chicken goes in. So they're putting, you know, you can put beaks and bills and hooks and whatever else part of the chicken. Well, they're not just taking, even it if it is the, a beak, it's part of a chicken. Right. Right. But they probably are doing other things there. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, but what? Oh, yeah, that's troubling to me. That's why well, again, well, I hate Subway anyway, and maybe that's why. Maybe well, certainly there's why. spices and sauces and things like that. I, that's why I don't understand, like when they say DNA, you know, 88% was DNA. Does that include the other ingredients, which might be sauces and salt and and pepper and who knows what else? I mean, I don't know. Well, if you test the DNA of a chicken strip, it seems like it should be chicken. <laughs> Doesn't it? I'm sure that's why it's an effective study. I, I'm sure, yeah. but also it's a, yeah, yeah. you know look. What what else would it be, right? Like, let's say you know it's, know. it's complete filler, cornstarch or something, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if that all that means is, is, do you like the do you like the taste of it? Because you can eat cornstarch. Right. right. Is it poison? Yeah. Is it you know? Is obviously, it, they're not putting inedible things. Right. You might say, it. is it rat? You might. Which you say probably that. could eat. Yeah. Um, but and, you don't, but want, you don't to. want to. Frog. <laughs> I mean, it could be frog. I, mean, I suppose. Um, I get. I don't know. Those things are always interesting. Like, I like. Probably, you're right, though. It's probably. It probably sounds worse than it is. Yes. Right. It's like, like probably because I think your your mind jumps to it's sure cat, does. or it's uh, uh, you know horse. It's horse. It's yes. some other cheaper anu- animal. But I don't think they're going to find a cheaper animal than a chicken. <laughs> like that's, you know, I don't think they're going to fill it with other animals. It's probably just you know they probably do pat it, but I, I they certainly don't mean to pat it by that much. The other thing, too, is who knows if the study's right? Who knows if they can right. actually measure that stuff as accurately as, you know, I mean. I, yeah, we could find out tomorrow. I got to believe. Wrong. I have to believe. And, and the chicken strips at Subway are kind of weird to me. Like, I, even when I ate, I never was a fan of it. Not, Did you, not ever, a, you ever not eat those? Subway chicken? Fan. I don't know that I've ever had the chicken strips at Subway. I'm not a huge fan of Subway anyway. Me yeah. neither. Uh, but no, I don't think I have. I'm the opposite of a fan of Subway. <laughs> I like Subway, generally speaking. I don't like it. I, mean, I don't like it. If I, I'm going to go to a place like that, it'd be Quiznos. Quiznos is good. Uh, I'm a big Witch Witch fan. Oh, witch, yeah. Witch. Oh, I've never eaten there. My wife, witch, witch, my, wife my kids love yeah. that place. Man. Yeah, that's a good place. Uh, Quiznos is good. Bl- Blimpy is another one of those chains. What else mm, do you have? don't like Blimpy's either. They have it's a new... too Subway-like. Yeah. yeah uh, the, the Witch Witch is nice because you can design... You can, it's got a touchscreen... Well, it's got a bag, or it's not a touchscreen. It's got a bag. You can check off all the things that you want, mm-hmm. and you can just give them the bag, and they put the sandwich in the bag with all your ingredients, nice. or you can do it on the touchscreen on your phone. Uh, and just, just like click off all the things you want, and then send it in. You don't have to even talk to anybody. That's going to be really convenient eventually. I mean, 
Everybody's going to do that. Somebody else was just talking about going to that system, and I think it was Wendy's. Yes, I was actually headed up to uh, do, if I had time to do uh, in my Jeffy segment today, was that Wendy's is uh, going to uh, automate their Fight for 15, guys. Yeah. Fight for 15. Go ahead. Fight for $15 yeah. an hour. Go, go see how that works for you. Yeah. Wendy's going to be the biggest one right that, now. That's They're what they cited. Like, uh, like a, I think a 1,000 stores right off the bat. Well, that's, that's what they cited. There. Look, instead yeah. of paying uh, some kid in here who sucks anyway at what mm-hmm. he does... 15 bucks an hour. We're going to automate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course they're going to do that. This is what we This is what we said from the beginning. Yep. And again, it's proving out. All and right. They, in that story that I had today, I quoted the ex-CEO of McDonald's saying, "When this happens, remember I told you so." <laughs> That's great. Well, good. I mean, Panera Bread is the one, and that's not even fast food, but it's a, it's a little bit more upscale than fast food. The food's mm-hmm. more expensive. It's a sit you can sit down in there and it's a little bit more comfortable. You know, you can have your computer out, you can work there. Every yeah. one of those has those. Yeah. Has the, and I yeah. always use them because, you know, I don't, you don't deal like well with people. Um, but uh, you, you go in there, you press a bunch of buttons, your food comes out. And they, they plop it on your table. It's good. It's nice. It's nice. That's really good. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got a uh, trailer for a new Tom Hanks movie called The Circle. And usually Tom Hanks movies are good. Yeah, it looks Let's good. See what this one looks like. It's about I a circle. am a believer in the perfectibility of human beings. At the circle, we can finally realize our potential. When we are our best selves, there isn't a problem that we cannot solve. We can cure any disease and we can end hunger. Imagine the human rights implications. The possibilities are endless. Pat Oswalt in a prominent role. Your payment, mm-hmm. it was for 7813 and the bill was for 7831. Thank you. You got the job at the circle. <laughs> Have a drink, have a good time, and stay excited. You're at the circle. Hello, May. How are you? Jared here. I'll be doing your training. When I first started, it took me a few weeks to really get the hang of it. Believe me, you're doing fine. You should come visit me at work sometime. <laughs> you might think I was there to clean the toilets. Everyone really likes you. Your work's been exemplary, strong ratings, but your absence at several events. Sorry, my dad had an episode, and I was home helping out. Is that related to his MS? I've been looking into your parents' situation, mm-hmm. and I have an idea. I was thinking it would make sense for May's folks to come on the Circle Health Plan. I want to say how much I value what you've done for my family. May, you're a valued part of the Circle. We care about everybody you care about. May's only been with us for a few months, but she has made quite an impression. So, May, do you think you behave better or worse when you are being watched? We have cameras in place all over the world right now. Watching you. We used to go on adventures. We used to have fun and see things, and now it's all filtered through this. Does this really seem okay to you? Watching you. Yes, get out. I didn't create this. This is not what I had in mind. Watching you. Things at the circle, they need to change. Everything recorded, seen, broadcast, restored, and analyzed here. They can use it however they see fit, no matter what it's cost. Mm. Knowing is good, but knowing everything is better. So, mate, is there anything you want to tell us? <laughs> it's a big Google-like company, obviously. That's yeah, uh, Apple. Yeah. A little uh, too involved in the lives of their employees, <clears throat> but they, too? you know, it's a casual work environment. So, 
Uh, it's yeah. worth it. I mean, they have a ping pong table. So they have you, a ping pong table. Get, get, <laughs> they, I'll bet that. you you could probably get something to eat during the course of the workday. Yeah, the open Everybody offices. Everybody works together. Mm-hmm. It's an open office. They share ideas. This is genius. <laughs> and yes, obviously they'll be watching go tinkles as well. <laughs> but I mean, that's part of it. That's, that's part, part of it. it. It's part of the open it's office. Part of the circle. Uh, yeah, okay. Part of the circle. It looks pretty good. I mean, it looks pretty good. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a good story to be telling. You want to freak <clears> people out about that so they guard against it yeah because definitely. i mean we're going down that road so freaking fast we're hurtling down that road yeah and there's a so. lot of good things that come out of it man there are a lot of good things and hanks's last movie which was uh uh was it that uh inferno inferno yeah. terrible was it terrible terrible was it inferno wasn't it about was global it the... warming or something no, i don't you know i didn't even get through it far enough to oh. know i just turned it off because it was on demand and i just like it's, or no, population control or something wasn't it yes population, population control. that's what it was yeah it was yeah one of those <laughs> environmental myths uh, all right mm-hmm. um also there's an interactive map that lets you see which local bridges are safe the answer to that out of 130,000 bridges in the united states that are structurally safe none None of them are safe. Thank you. Our what? bridges and roads are crumbling. None of them. None of them are safe. How many are, are in your county? It doesn't matter. They're all unsafe, which is 7.7. This is 7.4. The bridges in uh, the, the county, in this county, are structurally deficient. They're saying, so they're saying 9.4% is average. Um, in Dallas County, <clears throat> 0.6%. Are deficient, which is are deficient. Uh, however, in Crenshaw County, Alabama, sixty-four point three percent of the bridges are structurally deficient. Now, what does that mean? That they're going to topple yeah. over? No, it does not mean that at all. They, of course, don't tell you what it means because it probably means very little. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, that's that story didn't actually tell us. Okay, triple eight seven two seven Beck. We've got spoons coming up, and it's for you, Jeffy. It's, it's science. How often do you drive around Crenshaw County in Alabama? You probably know, you a lot. Need, huh? Probably need to do it more. And just yeah, check just like, on the kind of, kind of structurally deficient bridges to make sure they're safe for people. And, until you hit they, one that you fall through. I would through. drive out and just sit on it in the heaviest vehicle, vehicle you can find. Yeah, uh, really any vehicle. You know, because make sure it's safe-ish. Jeffy, because I, I can't say it. Oh, my God. Hi, uh, welcome. Hi. We have Oreo Cadbury eggs. They're not Oreo Cadbury eggs. Jeffy told us they were, but, but in they're reality, not. they're just Oreo eggs. Mm. But, I mean, there you are. You got a little, and this oh, this is, is cool, though. I will Did say, much cooler, much cooler than the uh, normal Cadbury eggs, which uh, are hard to open. Oh, look this at one, that. you kind of get a little peel. You can watch, watch this here. You get a little peeling that. off. That's cool. Uh, there you go. And, and you, you get, the, get to the chocolatey part. egg inside. Okay. Inside, you've got some Oreo, uh, I would assume, Oreo cream. Smells pretty good. The, the outside chocolatiness uh, smells really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It smells chocolatey. All right, let's give it a whirl. You ready? Is I'm it okay to eat it now? It, it is. Yeah. Oh, I love Cadbury eggs. However, they're so rich and so overwhelming. I can handle about one bite. Incredible edible egg. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's um, a combination of tastes going on there. No mm. kidding. Um. They have the Oreo kind of cream and chocolate cookie pieces inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crushed. I like the crunchy, Oreos. the crunchiness of it. Um. This chocolate, I'm not. I think it's the chocolate I'm not too crazy about. Maybe I like the chocolate. I think I'm with you. It doesn't go well with the cream. Yeah. 
There's a combination. With the cookies and cream filling, it doesn't go well. You know what would go good with it? Milk. Well, thank you, Pat. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. I like it. I think it's really good. And you're right. If you bite the top off and you dip this all the way right down in a glass of milk, it'll soak it right into the cookies and cream. It'll be great. How it, how would it soak into the... You just lay on top of the cookies and cream. Hmm. I mean, I like... I'm a big fan of the different textures with stuff like this. You bite in, you get the crunchiness inside of what you're eating. Like, I, I like that vibe. We had mm-hmm. that with the... Um, a little bit with the uh, Peeps Oreos recently. Um, uh, we had it with a, one of the cupcake flavors. Uh, I will tell you. Yeah. This uh, is so horrible, I'm going to finish it here. <laughs> yeah. I finished mine. I think it's delicious. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not horrible. I could easily finish it. I would say I wouldn't buy it. I wonder how I'd many calories are in one egg. Probably like 300 or something. No, no I'd say 150. Maybe. maybe, yeah, 100, 150. 150. It's got to be quite, it's got to be considerable. It's okay. I, I'll, I'm going to give it a like uh, scale to 118. It's the highest number that Jeffy can count to. That's our scale. <clears throat> I'm going to give it a... Give it an 8. 8? Yes, an 8. 8? I'm sorry. What, do you work for them? Uh, you wow. hate Oreos. You bash I'm them offended. all the time. I'm offended by that. I'm going to give this a 16. Wow. That's, 16. That might be the widest uh, spread in ratings we've ever I had think so. before. I think a so. 16? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Wow. I liked it. Jeffy? Well, not worth the 16. What'd you give it? An Delicious. That's between there. Yeah, you know, that's between those two. So between an 8 and a 16. Yeah, between there. That's where I'd get it. You're saying... Like a 12? Or 11-ish. 11 11-ish or 12-ish? Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again. I hate Jeffy. <laughs> I hate this segment. With the exception of the eating, that part I really like. Uh, that part I hate good. the Jeffy part. Right. Uh, so we could just change that somehow. 